0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 226, episode two of (laughs) The Daily's I Guys, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Tuesday, March 1st, 2022, which of course means it's Fat Tuesday.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Get ready. You're giving up for something for Lent. For uh, you, God (laughs) fearing people out there. Oh, man. Get it in one last time.
0: Every time. I just I just fast for the whole Lent, you know, just try and get get in the same headspace as my man JC, you know what I'm saying?
1: To be like him.
0: Did watch the last episode of Gemstones last night. That was a that was a joy. So that is the closest I'll get to doing anything for Lent is watching something about Christians, <laughs> being Christian. My name is uh, Jack O'Brien, A.K.A. I heard there was a secret word to try to guess would be absurd. So I Google Wordle answers every morning. I say it's (laughs) luck or maybe smarts, but Zeitgang knows my crooked arts. So now I have to Quirtle just to prove it. Uh, That is courtesy of XCD Potter CX. That's a lot. XCD Potter CX, CX, yeah anyways uh once again our listeners accusing me of cheating at wordle take it as a compliment how do you see i'm so damn good uh google the word every morning and then like somehow someone
1: solves it and yeah
0: i just share every time i get it in two and people think i only get them in two or something and they're like you must be cheating it's like no i'm just got lucky a couple times and I'm really fucking good at it. Anyways, I am thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Miles
1: Gray, a.k.a. Hideo Noho, a.k.a. the Lord of Lancashire, a.k.a. the fucking mayor of CityWalk, okay? The sheriffs always <laughs> okay. tried to get me those curfew tickets when I was but a boy, but I dodged them by running into the garage. That's how you do oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that garage the you grew up out here. unending. Oh, yeah, the curfew patrol would come out, and Mm. my God, scatter, scatter, scatter. (laughs) But anyway, we're back, baby. Good to have you. We're back. Good to be back.
0: (laughs) Good to have you. Good to be back. (laughs) Good to have you. Good to to be back. Thanks. Thanks. I'm back, y'all. All right. Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a talented writer, reporter, whose works you've seen and heard on Vice News Tonight, KCRW Marketplace, her 15-part history of deputy gangs inside the L.A. County Sheriff's Department of Tradition of violence—is mandatory reading. And will I don't know, are we allowed to say, we'll soon be a podcast? It will being, be. Yeah. Yeah. On this network. <laughs> Please welcome to our show, the brilliant Cerise Castle!
2: Cerise! Thanks so Welcome. much for having me. So thrilled to be back. Yes, yeah,
0: goodbye. Thank it's good you, to have you back. for being here. Yeah. Excited. Excited to have you here.
1: Love your Abbott Elementary tea. Thank you. That show is <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a few episodes behind, but I that show is only giving me smiles uh every time I watch mm-hmm. it. Is that is that like merch or what did you how did you say you got that shirt?
2: Oh, um it was uh What's what's the word? It was liberated. Obtained, from liberated the, from, the from the set. The, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Got you. laughs>
0: liberated Damn. from
2: the set. Yes. There we go.
0: <laughs> and fade is like that show's Friends version of Dare. Drug
2: exposure. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It okay. is like Dare but black.
0: Mm-hmm. And Miles, you were one. saying that Dare is back in these streets trying to I, trying to hit yes. you up.
1: I I I should probably just do a cursory Google search to answer the question. But I saw people like doing dare awareness in a parking lot when I was at the store and like dudes in their 20s had dare shirts on. We're like, Hey, man, can I talk to you about dare real quick? And I told him I was in a rush. And then they said, no, it's all good. It's all good. Hey, do you remember dare? And I said, yeah. They said, what do you remember about it? I said that it doesn't work. And I kept walking and they're like, but that's what we want to talk about. And I was like, what is this conversation? Like, what is the point of this? Hmm.
2: Well, Dare never went anywhere. Just just so, you know, I mean, it right. was it was a terrible failure, but the company has n- never ceased operations since its founding in the mid 90s. And it's based so, in Inglewood. So.
1: So what? You, I wonder oh. what they're doing. Like, is it that they're trying to get more support or to try? Like, I don't know why they're talking to me, an adult, and what <laughs> they think I how I factor into the longevity of the, you know, DARE program.
0: I was assuming that it was like some NFT, like retro oh, you know, thing that they were just like, "Yeah, yeah, no dare, man." You remember exactly, it from your childhood? Dude. This is the dare NFT,
1: dude. I can turn your dare diploma that you got when you finished the program into a fucking NFT, dude. <laughs> <laughs> For like half an Ethereum. All right, think about it. Think about it. Damn, Did you got a diploma.
0: My dare was so half-assed, and I mean, Dayton, Ohio. It was police. a fucking
1: worksheet that the cop, like, <laughs> like misspelled my name on. So far from it being some kind of, like, you know, worthwhile document.
0: Mm. All right. Well, Cerise, we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we are going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. We're going to talk about Fox News, the dilemma at Fox News. Anytime they have to, you know, people are interested in a story that's actually happening. They They have a tough time, you know? It's like, yeah. what, wait, what, what What? do we say? What do we do? So, you know, they have some very spicy pro-Russia takes. But then their on-the-ground reporter is, is pretty good at telling them to shut the fuck up or shutting it down. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that strange rhythm. We're going to talk about the... What I, I actually want to hear, Cerise, if you, it, like, there's this story that Rolling Stone broke about, like, what's happening on military bases, that there's, like, all these deaths. And it just feels like a story that's being held down, held out of, the, of public view pretty strongly. So I'm sure, you know, it, even if you're not an expert on it, you are an expert on that dynamic. So I'd, I'd be curious to hear your, your thoughts on, on that story. We will talk about social media and how snack companies are targeting, like, the last untainted way that we find out about things. All of that, plenty more. But first, Cerise, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history?
2: Something from my search history. (laughs) This is something I searched last night. Euphoria plot synopsis. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. Was I, it a confusing plot or you just like wanted to get spoilers I, out of the way?
2: I don't watch Euphoria.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but every every Sunday without fail, um, everything I see on social media just turns into references about this show that I truly know nothing about. Right. And last night I, I broke down and I finally Googled Euphoria plot synopsis. I'm not going to watch the show, but... Uh, yeah, I do like to know what's going on.
1: <laughs> it feels like one of those tweets that people do, where it's like, "All right, I'll bite." What's euphoria? You know? Oh yeah, I,
2: I did that. I did that. Whatever. Whenever the episode about the play, I tweeted, "Okay, I'll bite." What's what's a play? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, I I I saw the first season, and then I haven't seen. I think I've only saw the, like the first half of the first episode of this season. But yeah, the discourse around it on Twitter, I'm always, like, huh? Eh? yeah
2: it doesn't seem like a very good show. I just want to like say that. I mean it, it right. seems like you have all these like teens running around doing like crazy shit like with no consequence like I just want to say for the record I think that's very like bad unhealthy television um if you do want to watch, much like Succession. I'm going to get a lot of people coming for me for this. But, um, yeah, two shows, I think, that just show shitty people doing shitty things with zero consequence. I think that's really dangerous for society and for, you know, what, where things are going. I think it's fine to make shows about shitty people doing shitty things, but it needs to be done in a responsible manner. If you want to watch a show like that, I really recommend Dope Sick.
1: Mm. Dope Sick. All yeah, right. Michael Keaton just won. Did he not? i, I have no idea <laughs> wait what was the thing he just won for that was a film michael what's michael michael keaton i swear he just won a sag award for something
2: it might what be he it? plays a doctor that gets addicted to Austin yeah yeah Cotton. for
1: dope sick yeah he yeah. just won a sag award yeah. yeah it's interesting like okay did you ever watch the sopranos
2: i did not i did not like that show i tried okay
1: is that also because you feel like it's a mo- thing about shitty people i like i just evil- thought
2: it was really boring
1: Whoa. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Because um, I'm trying to find like, you know, what, like what, like sort of triangulate where we are because I get like Succession, I think when most people who watch it, they go, why Why am I picking a evil person to get behind? Or like right. that's sort of like, I think the sensation that people have when they watch it. But I get that, yeah, like the consequences just seem like the DOJ is going to back off. And you're like, oh, <laughs> what? Okay. So they continue to do it. And I don't yes. know if their aim is like, We get to show people how this shit really works. But on the other side of that, you do see people who completely miss the point. They're like, dude, it'd be so sick to be like Roman. And you're like, no, it wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, I I watched two episodes of Euphoria and then bailed. But the have followed the development of the show, like like, just via social media. And like... This is a first for me where like a big twist that happened in last night's episode like made me feel something. I was like, oh, shit.
2: That's like another show that I really enjoy but I have a lot of guilt about is like Snowfall where it's just like violence, violence, violence. You see black people killing each other like pretty much nonstop for an hour. And it's just like, okay, what's the point of this? Like, what are right. we learning here?
1: Yeah. I saw an article that was like, they they tried to say that euphoria had con- like uh, actually contributed to an uptick of like young people trying to address their substance abuse but that was like that felt like one of those things that like the producers or the network network gets <laughs> like so to be published you be like i don't know i mean that's uh, that's the other really cool part of it so yeah
0: mm. yeah it definitely made drugs and the first couple episodes made drugs look fun to me, as like a, like a, just trying to think through the through the mind of like me when I was in high school, like it was like I was I thought it was amazing if you could like score some beer for the weekend and they're just like alcohol is a given, and then they're all doing like all these creative like multicolored amazing drugs that make amazing special effects happen and make things all sparkly. I was like, whoa. whoa. I think that would have been hard for me to watch and not want to do every drug I could get my hand on.
1: Because yeah, I feel like Train Spotting didn't quite be like, "Yo, man, I gotta try heroin."
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: you know, just made like me that. try and
0: swim in the toilet. But I right. never tried heroin. And I think yeah. half
1: baked was like the one thing when I was like, well, this weed shit." <laughs> now this <laughs> yeah, weed thing, no, on the well, other I hand, know.
0: yeah. What is something you think is overrated, series?
2: I think the ending of California's mask mandate and the easing of CDC COVID restrictions is incredibly overrated. All those loudmouth, anti-mask people, I think they're super overrated. I think politicians need to stand their ground and back the science. Yeah.
1: But the science is always changing, Cerise. Science is always changing.
2: That's the cool thing about science is we're always learning more.
3: <laughs>
1: I liked it before when people just saw dinosaur bones and were like, ah! <laughs> what the fuck that is <laughs> and now we like learn more about the different periods of life on the planet but yeah that that it's it's another one of those thought killing cliches that uh those anti-vax people always deploy which is sort of like well it's ev- everything's changing it's like yeah because you're learning about it like just like your vocabulary changed over time because you learn more words you're not being like well we're adding new words now to english no you're learning <laughs> more about something but yeah I'd be it more is,
0: okay with it if they were okay with ch- like if if I had any confidence that like once the number or if the numbers go back up that they'd be like all right and now we're remasking that they wouldn't like soil themselves like just to have the worst reaction possible but yeah they seem they seem pretty unhappy with
1: any of it yeah cuz it seems like you're just pleasing a very small specific group of people because i look around parts of la like most people are still wearing masks. i think a lot of people just emotionally psychologically haven't moved into a place where they're like yeah it's over and it's and i feel safe i think that i don't know how much of the general population is like that i mean yeah, i know just certain courtesy, places.
0: courtesy right like well yeah courtesy yeah.
1: and also but i think other people do feel that there is something where it's like well hold on now like this just because you're saying we can wear masks, no, like masks aren't mandated anymore. That that actually signals that like it's completely a harm-free environment out there. Yeah, I
2: mean, especially for like our disabled friends, our people that can't build immunities. Like one of my close family members has this really rare genetic disease where. He's had the he's been given the vaccine three times, but he just can't build antibodies. So Mm. he doesn't have any protection. So, I mean, and covid cases like, yes, they're a lot lower than they were two months ago, which was the highest number of cases that we've had in the past two years. So when we're saying that it's dropping, yes, it is dropping. But cases are still incredibly high. This is still one of the highest points that we've had since the onset of COVID nationally. And the people that don't have that protection, they're just fucked now. Like, right. are they not supposed to leave their house? They still have to, you know, go well, grocery shopping, walk their dog.
1: Like anything, if it's a not very visible uh, group of people, then it's just not considered and yeah. uh, erased. And it doesn't matter because we're talking about the regular people who just want to fucking drink at Applebee's, you know, a mm. little <laughs> bit of chicken fried. Where
0: everybody knows your name. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because it cause wasn't at the time when they were talking about like re- putting them like I know the CDC had their timeline, but even when it was talk- being talked about in California specifically, like many parts of the state are still considered high risk. Correct. So it's like, like Los
2: Angeles County and yeah. children under five still can't get vaccinated. And, yeah. you know, there are tons of parents of kids under five that I talk to that, you know, have to send their kids to school now without masks, without any kind of protection. And they're mm-hmm. incredibly vulnerable.
0: Yeah. and kid, I have a four-year-old. They're not great at keeping the masks on to begin with. So that's it, not having a teacher there, putting it like back over the nose every time it comes down is not great. What is something that you think is underrated?
2: <laughs> um, I think it's underrated that we're not talking about the U.S. taking a military action in Somalia last week. This was done without White House approval. The United States bombed Somalia for the first time since August 2021. We've been talking a lot about what's happening in Ukraine. That's awful. And yeah, like definitely feel for the people of the working class on both sides of that conflict that are subjected to violence. But, you know, it's not happening in a vacuum. Um, Our country is taking military action in the African continent, and we should be paying attention. I think we should be putting pressure on politicians about this sort of thing and especially the fact that it's happening without white house approval is incredibly dangerous.
1: Yeah. It I mean I think we'll touch on this like when we start talking a little bit more about what just generally what the reactions have been on like the in the US uh, as it relates to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. But yeah, it's giving a lot of people the moment to sort of like just paper over past mistakes or other things and just act like nothing else is happening except this. And you see a lot of of this like sort of contradictory behavior from many like nations, whether that's like Turkey, you know, saying like, you know, they're standing in solidarity with the Ukrainian people, but then they're bombing Kurds like days later. Or like you're saying with the U.S. bombing Somalia, there's just always things happening where I don't know, it allows for for right now, because the Ukraine thing is taking up so much of the attention. It's been very easy to kind of be like, yeah, and that's the only thing that's happening Don't need to look at anything else. Let's not talk about other people that have been displaced uh, by unilateral invasions. (laughs) And
0: is the no White House like approval or authorization, is that kind of a new trend, uh, military action? It's a new trend in
2: military action in the African continent, which, again, (laughs) is something that like I just feel like not enough people are talking about and paying attention to. That's a huge break. From our foreign policy, generally all strikes like this need to be done with White House approval. And that is not the case anymore for military actions in the African continent.
0: That's an official policy.
2: That's an official policy. Yes.
1: Just to say that the people that are in charge of like command over there, like that's just the buck stops there, essentially. With whatever has to be done. Yes. Is that with the sort of PR sort of? Sort of spin on it to be like, well, they they have to respond very quickly to like a very uh, quickly evolving situation. (laughs) So we have to deputize these fucking bomb humpers to do whatever they want. Exactly. Yeah, because
0: things aren't quickly evolving anywhere else in the world where people are dying and killing each other. So that's shocking. I mean, that's something we've raised just at like over the course of the past week as... Ukraine has been, like, the thing that everybody's paying attention to is, like, the double standard in the media when it comes to countries that are predominantly brown or black, like, don't get the same attention. But, like, having a double standard for authorization for African countries is, like, that's that's shocking. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about Fox News. and we're back and fox news's worst enemy right now is their own foreign correspondent.
1: Yeah. They're <laughs> so the last week i mean fox has been just like a trove of just, you know, just some of the the weirdest shit that you've ever heard whether it's like just parroting kremlin talking points or just things that are like so uh, in, like uh, intellectually bankrupt that you even have trouble like following what the thread even is aside from just like it ends with like and that's why Biden is worse than Trump. It's, th- there's just been all kinds of stuff. And, you know, sadly, when some of the hosts want to go into like the spin zone, they h- tend to encounter Jennifer uh, Griffin, who is one of their like veteran foreign correspondents, I guess, like with national security and, you know, started her career in Russia whenever she's been on in the last couple of days, she's almost every time been like, uh, yeah, the last person just said something I can't believe was just said out loud, or like, or even checking the host, be like, no, 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 that's not actually true what you're talking about. That, like, you know, really trying to make sure that there's not a ton of like yeah, misinformation, disinformation getting put out there to the viewers. And on Sunday, she was on, you know, Trey Gowdy, Mr. Benghazi on his show. He was speaking with retired army uh, a retired army colonel and former Trump military advisor who was essentially saying, just let Putin do his thing, man. He wanted to take Ukraine for like ever. So just let him do whatever he wants. Like, there's really no point in like getting involved in this. I'll play this for you. And Gowdy uh, doesn't really have much to say in response to this. But let me just play this clip for you. I
3: think we need to stay out of it. The American people think we should stay out of it. The Europeans think we should stay out of it. And we should stop shipping weapons and encouraging Ukrainians to die in what is a hopeless endeavor.
0: So when you say stay out of it, you mean no sanctions, no military aid, just let Russia take the portion of Ukraine they want
2: to take?
1: Yes. So, yes. (laughs) <laughs> Trey Gowdy's like, OK, sit idly by while more innocent people are needlessly killed and let Vladimir Putin just do as he pleases. And the guy's like, yes. <laughs> so then once that segment ends and like, the, you know, the viewers have been subjected almost five minutes of this, you know, uh, pr- like Putin apologists kind of stuff. Jennifer Griffin comes on and she just has to st- she starts off by saying like, hold on, I actually need I would need te- more than 10 minutes To even go through everything, why everything that guy said was wrong. But I'll give you the start of it just so you can understand her sort of like conviction to clearing up what that other uh, loser just said.
3: 10 minutes is enough time to do so because there were so many distortions in what he just said and talking (laughs) about the west and nato vilifying putin and sounding like an apologist for putin and talking about how putin he thinks he knows how far putin wants to go i don't think anyone that i've spoken to uh... here at the pentagon or elsewhere in uh... western intelligence believes they know how far putin wants to go and i think that the world has seen what putin is capable of And to blame uh, NATO membership for what we've seen Putin unleash, we've seen from Putin's own words that he is talking in czarist terms from a 18th, 19th century view of uh, empirical, imperial Russia. So those uh, what he just said was so distorted that I do feel that our audience needs to know the truth in terms of Putin. I've known.
1: So, you know, she goes on to say, and here's why I'm an authority on what like all of this. By the end of it, Trey Gowdy, complete, just, I don't know. He's like, I agree with you, which is the weirdest thing, because a second ago, he did not push back at all with that last guess. But let's just hear Trey Gowdy at the end of her, like, impassioned rebuttal to uh, that retired colonel. Yeah, Jennifer, it takes a lot to surprise
0: me. Uh, At my age, I was pretty surprised at Colonel McGregor. I mean, his his view of life is, well, Russia's been telling you they're going to do this. Uh, so they did it. Um, I, I, I found his take on it, uh, stunning, uh, and disappointing, uh, Marco Rubio and others. Okay. My man, you've just <laughs> been anti,
1: you've been Mr. Anti sanctions. We need to stay out of it the last couple of weeks. And now that somebody with a, with some know-how and intelligence is pressing you, you just capitulate like,
0: Oh, yeah. has he been, he's been on that side of things because My my main issue was him saying he was stunned and surprised when during that guy's like long tirade about how we should just step step back and let Putin do whatever he wants. I was going to ask if it if they had replaced him with a photograph of him because he just like didn't move. He was just like completely still and with
1: a like dumb smile on his face. So it seemed
0: uh, he, he expresses shock in a very in a very strange way.
1: Yeah, by nodding his head and being like, yep, yeah, that part, that part. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, because uh, uh-huh. before, before he's like, I don't even know how good sanctions are going to be. And I mean, that's valid if you're going to actually really take it to the point of like, what does that mean for, you know, uh, real estate investments in places like New York, Miami, London? Like, is are will the sanctions go that far? In which case, is it enough? But he's just kind of been the whole time like, eh, I don't know, you know, I'll just kind of go with whatever the person in front of me is saying. Uh, <laughs> Because that's what and frankly,
0: he was lucky we were on TV. Because I would have kicked his ass <laughs> the,
3: the way he was
0: talking that shit. Uh, you know, oh my you could. I, I think our viewers could see it. I was, I was <laughs> fucking heated, man. Over Couldn't here. Believe it.
1: <laughs> anyway. Uh. He is so strange looking, by the way. Because he can't decide on what like fash haircut he wants, like every 10 <laughs> minutes, it's always changing in the weirdest ways. It's like,
0: he's really given off like strong Paul Rubens in the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie vibes to me. Wow. He looks to me
2: like that, uh, like the referee for the Hunger Game movies, the host. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. he needs some funny facial hair, he needs to like get some sideburns that, like, connect on top of his nose or whatever the fuck they were rocking back. But, hungry,
1: you know, yeah. this is this is all just kind of part of watching like what Democrats or Republicans in this country, like, how they're kind of dealing, like, with what's happening. You know, for the longest time, Republicans have just been, like, Trump, like, apologists for the way, how accommodating he was with, with Vladimir Putin and or even, like, how he handled, like, Ukraine's past requests for, you know, defensive weapons. And they just continue to, you know, sort of double down on this or at times make it about the culture war. This guy, uh, Congressperson Clay Higgins, has t- tweeted like the most nonsense shit like, a couple days ago about about what's happening in Ukraine. And this is what he tweeted. This is a, again, shouldn't shock you that this is a this is going to be a
0: direct quote. And you won't believe it's a direct quote as Miles reads it, because yeah. it does it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. It's like a Mad Lib, but like mixed with, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like you, you feel like you're on drugs listening to Hey, take
1: off your Nintendo glasses for a second and listen up. <laughs> this is from him. What? Quote, you millennial leftists who never lived one day under nuclear threat can now reflect upon your woke sky. <laughs> you made, you made a quite, you made quite a non-binary fuss to save the world from intercontinental ballistic tweets. What? I, I, I This think is what he's...
2: you write when you take euphoria drugs. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, if the parent, there's only one parent or two parents in the whole show, but if, if that parent took the drugs and then tried to fit in do a hey 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 fellow kids.
1: Yeah, That's With your woke feeling. sky? Um, again, this is his really bizarre old boomer energy wrapped up in basically Trump would have prevented this.
0: Upon your woke sky. That's yeah. the I
2: live under the woke sky. I'm going to start saying that now. Yeah, it's pretty is... I live under the woke sky. Where yeah. sky daddy lives, isn't that what someone yeah. called God? <laughs>
0: sky daddy. <Right.
2: laughs>
0: sky zaddy. Quite a non-binary fuss to save the world from, like, I'm trying to, like, pull out the buzzwords to see, but, like, it, even then it doesn't make sense. What well, starts off by saying, hey. Can now reflect upon your sky?
1: Like, I, 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 could rem- I could remember, like, when the Soviet Union fell. Like, I was old enough. I can, I well, have a concept of that. Miles, we're elderly that. millennials. I know, yeah. but Geriatric. Still, Yeah, yeah, exactly. We are. I'm a geriatric millennial through and through. But I'm like, sir, I not to say that I've, I've lived under the threat of nuclear war or something like that. But to act as if there's no context or lived experience looking at things. Granted, I may have been a child. That's ridiculous. But also this the second part is the whole thing is that. It's it's going after the like the idea of people being more inclusive. That's why it's a non-binary fuss to save the world from Trump, which is the intercontinental ballistic tweets or whatever. Save the world from...
0: Oh, okay. So you've put... I don't even know that he has it that locked in, to be honest with you. Like that... The... <laughs> because your woke sky doesn't really make sense, right? Is the sky
2: like alluding to the missiles that will I come think from so. the sky? I think so.
0: But now reflect upon your woke skies. That we avoided
1: war. So because we've there's been minimal peace, that the sky is woke. Because also, right. I feel like anyone who remembers anything after 9-11 has probably remembered right. a consistent stream of warfare. And That's what I was going to say.
2: I didn't live under like the Cold War, but I definitely remember the post-9-11 yeah. hawkishness that ran through the country do you remember those promotions on the disney channel where they were like i love america because patriotism is cool that was wild
1: right hi yeah i'm hannah montana (laughs) and i love scud missiles okay so and and even like the other thing that you even see right uh, with democrats the new even like mainstream news the way that they are so bad at hiding their own discriminatory beliefs and racism like the multiple someone did a whole fucking thread of newscasters being like and this isn't like some dirty brown country it's a place where white people live (laughs) and like their horror around it you're like yo how could you say that oh my god but again these are the people who are synthesizing world events and then You know, broadcasting that to the general public. I'm going to play a couple of these because they all, you can't believe how, like, fucking just, like, no filter the, like, these comments are.
3: These are not refugees from Syria. These are refugees from uh, neighboring Ukraine. And that, quite frankly, is part of it. These are um, Christians, they're whites, they're. um
1: This isn't a place, with all due respect, um, you know, like Iraq or Afghanistan that has seen conflict raging for decades. You know, this is a relatively civilized, uh, relatively European, I have to choose those words. Holy (laughs) shit. Come Mm. the
0: fuck on.
1: Relatively
0: civilized, relatively... And then you can see, like, in both cases, their, like, eyes start to twitch because they, like, realize, like, they've... Just said something racist. Oh, truth bomb <laughs> release. Yeah, she's like, it's it's pretty interesting.
2: I think the guy wow. also said, "I want to train. I want to choose my words carefully here." Yeah, yeah. He yeah boy, I,
1: too late, bro. <laughs> too
2: late. Yeah,
1: it's almost like it was almost like uh, like a satirical bit. Like that's like the perfect execution for like a comedic line. It's like, and I want to choose my words carefully here, and you go for the most offensive version,
0: you right? Know? I would have assumed that those, like, that he was speaking of, like, a critique or something. But then he, like, tells himself by being like, and I want to choose my words carefully there. So, like, it's not like he's saying, and some people have said this, or he's, like, putting those words in someone else's mouth. Not that that's, like, better, but it's, like, how a newscaster would typically, like kind of frame that sort of thing. But some people are saying that this is like a different thing, but instead he's like, and I should have chosen my words more carefully there.
1: Yeah. My bad. I mean, I, we've already forgot about like the people of Afghanistan. Like Mm -hmm. what are the fuck? What, what are we even talking about? And even like with the people being like, wow, the Taliban said that they should stop. The Russia should really stop with their invasion of Ukraine. Meanwhile, Things are getting really bad in Afghanistan as well, like with the Taliban. Really and it's just a, it's just this really, again, like this moment where I think this overarching sentiment, especially with like people who feel like they're, you know, like liberals or Democrats on TV, they're just trying to make themselves feel good that something is happening. Like, well, the US <laughs> is providing like, like fucking expensive munitions that, you know, that go straight into those, those, those companies' coffers. But like it has, While not being completely objective about America's foreign policy, it's very like summer of 2020 vibes, you know? Right. Just like, oh, yeah, this thing's so bad. Just in this very narrow thing. And I'm not going to we're not going to really fully open up an analysis as to how we got here or why things are the way they are. But in this moment, they needed help. We gave them stingers. And some, you know, other weapons. And now we can feel kind of good about it and continue on with our day of like ignoring, you know, the legacy of like (laughs) invasion and meddling in like Latin America. I don't know. That's what it all feels (laughs) like. Biden just froze seven billion dollars
0: of money in Afghanistan in the Afghan central bank and is like taking that money and giving it to American families of 9-11 victims like that's so beyond but like people are going to die from
1: that decision and right. it's just yeah but it's because really Afghanistan checks notes has nothing to do with 9-11 right <laughs> that's just a really and that's like so many of so much of this very contradictory shit is going on and it really kind of it, it can be very dizzying the rate at which people just kind of very clearly show their biases and like who deserves dignity and who doesn't because in, in this instance there's just this very like eurocentric like oh my god they're christian another another clip talked about people having blonde hair and blue eyes i was like okay hold on gerbils like let's right take a step back. no
2: one is talking about the african migrants that have right. been Not able to get out of Ukraine. There are videos going around of Ukrainian police actually stopping black people from getting on trains and buses who are attempting to exit the country. And I I have not seen nearly a mention of that on U.S. news.
1: No, it's either on like you either have to. Yeah, you're going to European news. Or like tweets from like Nigerian people who are like from people that are actually
2: living this reality and asking for help online, right? Yeah, in
1: huge threads of being like, I will now tweet my experience as a black person trying to get out of Ukraine at the moment, and they're you know it's harrowing, but this is kind of like what the what these conflicts kind of tend to do to our you know political discourse and awareness at the moment.
0: All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. And there's a story that's been kicking around for a couple months. Rolling Stone wrote about it a few months back about this, like, mysterious murder where a soldier went camping and with his peers disappeared, his head washed up on shore a few days later. And the investiga- the investigation has been a mess because it's all, like, handled internally And so this has actually like caused some people to like kind of raise a flag and be like, and actually this is just become a massive problem on military bases because like there's all these deaths, like deaths are way the fuck up. Murders are way the fuck up where they were until people started reporting on it. And then they just stopped reporting the deaths like the deaths are still happening, but they just stopped, you know, put it reporting them uh let letting the information leak
1: out. Oh, so there's just like there's no outward inflow of information saying someone died. Yeah. It's like you got to like look for it or, you know, get like a FOIA request or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so there's I, the numbers are crazy, but there's like all these cases of, you know, people being found unresponsive or dead in their barracks and like the military is just like yeah they died of natural causes and it's like they they were 28 what are you and what are you talking about like there's 30. and then they're like the ones where somebody's murdered body was found on like training grounds like in a way that was like designed to send a message but people within the military people who know people within the military really are kind of trying to raise a flag and be like this is this is a thing. You guys, but Cerise, I don't know. Like you have (laughs) been reporting a story that nobody wants to pay attention to for a long time, and certainly the LA Sheriff's Department doesn't want anybody to pay attention to it. But like, do you have any kind of perspective on on this one?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, actually, a friend of mine is a federal investigator. I won't name where she works, but she does do a lot of work looking into these sorts of deaths. And she has told me that it's something that is becoming more commonplace um, over the past couple of years. As far as theory, she can't really get into too much detail with me because she, you know, wants to keep her job. But She did say she has told me that there is a really toxic culture inside the military, and I mean, like we all like know about this, right? We all know about how there is a significant amount of military personnel that are involved in domestic violence. There is a certain amount of military personnel that you know are involved in like anger, anger issues, and that sort of thing. And she's told me that. Like the police, there is a culture of silence in the military and that when something goes wrong, it is in the unit's best interest. And that's everyone from, you know, the privates, the soldiers up to their commanders, lieutenants, that sort of thing. And the culture is to cover it up and to protect the army and to protect the name and legacy of the armed forces. And that's why. And it's it's incredibly difficult for her to do her work because, you know, when a body is found, when a head washes up, you know, it's her job to go in and find what happened. But because of this, you know, green wall of silence, it's it's incredibly difficult to, you know, get to find like who who did the thing and with that find a solution.
0: Yeah. You know, and it's like you, you see this reported as like a problem at Fort Bragg or a problem at Fort Hood, but it, it really Are does. Are they still calling it Fort Bragg? I think they were as of.
1: Okay. I was just yeah.
0: About that. But the 83 soldiers died at Fort Bragg in the 18 months ending June 2021. Only 11 of those deaths were from natural causes. Fort Bragg hasn't announced any fatalities since then. They're still happening, but the base has just like gone dark. They're just like, okay. it's like you guys don't get to find out about it. this shit.
2: Yeah, the police do this, too, with jails, right? We see very similar, very similar when someone dies in a jail. It's incredibly difficult to get that information. And again, it's it's this sense of wanting to protect the institution, protect the the organization um, at the expense of the people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I think the first time I. Really understood like that, that sort of green wall of silence was, you know, just when the when you hear about the lack of accountability for like sexual assault that occurs in the military, and you're like, "What, really, huh?" And you're like, "Yeah, it's been like the most suppressed thing you'd ever heard of until like 15 years ago." Yeah, it's it it, show, it almost shows that we uh, as a culture lack the ability to do any kind of introspection, meaning. Don't ever send anybody to investigate itself because it's not going to work. And even then you have outside people come in and people are just sort of tied to this uh, weird sense of loyalty to upholding the tradition of brutalization across the globe.
2: Yeah, that's a really big problem for, you know, people like when you do get someone that like wants to come in and make a difference. It's incredibly hard for those people. Um, And that's something I've seen a lot in my police reporting. I haven't, you know, I don't cover the army specifically, but I'm sure that there are you know, people there that want to, you know, investigate these things the right way and make some institutional changes, but it's incredibly difficult when you know ninety nine percent of the people that you work with are just like, no, we're not going to do that.
1: Right. Right. And Fort Bragg, apparently, they are in the process of changing their name, but there is a, I guess, a group of a citizens group who is in charge of the uh, renaming. They cannot come to a consensus.
0: Hmm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's... again, for people who don't know, Braxton Bragg was a Confederate general.
0: That seems to be the the place they always drag their feet. Is yeah, like the Washington football team like wouldn't come up with a new name. Like, fine, we won't the Northrop Grummins. but you have to call us the Washington football team for three years. Just not, yeah, we'll do it, but we'll do it like a like Paul Rudd picking up the things he dropped in wet hot american summer just like with the least energy possible just right. like uh, <laughs> fine all right should we talk about snacks
1: snacks uh, or dr oz i mean please it's <laughs> not
0: uh dealer's choice miles your call should we go not Oz?
1: guest choice guest choice guest choice
2: uh, let's talk about snacks i hate dr
1: oz Hey. Oh, <laughs> Well then it sounds
0: like you need to hear about his campaign because I think <laughs> we're gonna tell you some things that might change your mind.
1: Now keep an open mind. Keep an open mind.
0: <laughs> yeah. They, I mean this is like less about snacks and more about marketing, but there there's this article in the takeout, like how and why we choose snacks in this in our modern world. And it revealed something that I think is very definitely true for me, is that like Family and friends, like that's the only kind of opinion or recommendation that I can take at like face value. Everything else I feel like has just been infected by marketing. And like, in fact, this article is based on a survey created by marketers and the The way that they report that is another huge contingent of respondents, 43 percent, said they buy new things on the recommendation of family and friends. How does a major food conglomerate capitalize on word of mouth? By finding every possible excuse to push products out on social media and get you in on the fun, which fun. So like that, (laughs) the last like bastion of like, okay, the the one thing that you can trust is like having a conversation with somebody and being like, well, what, what do you like really like? And I, I don't give a fuck about what you post on social media because you might be like sponsored or some shit like they're trying to find a way to infect that. Like that is a problem for them to solve.
1: But I think the way they look at it, it's like 43 percent think for themselves. How do we get up in their minds? Exactly. <laughs> you know, like we are, you're not good with 57 percent of people. Clearly, I don't know what the other how it all breaks down. But assuming maybe a majority of people have probably like, no, you know, I'll give something a shot if I like an ad. I mean, I, as a child who was mostly brain on in the 80s and 90s, commercials fucked me up like I was I, I would have eaten fucking, you know, like dry concrete mix, like, if it was, like, marketed a certain way, just because it's like, oh, cool, fucking, you know, rock-based for your mouth.
0: Right. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I was was reading this the day after I went to this thing at my kid's school where the principal was talking about how they've, like, seen anxiety and OCD explode in elementary school-age kids, like, over the past 10 years. And, like, I just think that there's... Like, the, that I, idea of, like, always find, like, I think we, when we, like, look at social media and talk about, like, the way social media is affecting us, like, we look at the actual platforms as opposed to, like, how, like, how much of what. Is happening is like happening inside our brains and just like changing our definition, changing how we like perceive each other, perceive ourselves. Like brands are now like incorporated into that, like how we communicate and like think about ourselves like that. It's like all been kind of corrupted in a way that it couldn't really be before. And I'm not blaming snack companies for exploding OCD and anxiety, but I do feel like there's like some element of like unadulterated you know communication and like human socializing that we have lost and like replaced with a thing that is basically a problem for a bunch of people who went to like ivy league schools and got marketing degrees like to solve and they're <laughs> always like getting just better and better at it like that's what our civilization like a, or like the u.s is that's like its main Thing that it does is like solve the problem of how to make money off of every single like place that you rest your eyes or like put your everything you put into your brain.
1: Yeah. There it's like because you know, social media has only accelerated the hardest thing that like people have to contend with, which is comparing yourself to other people as it relates to like your own happiness or goals or things like that. And I think. Social media has definitely been like this. It's become this whole way of being like, well, how do I measure up to these other people I look at on my phone constantly? And is it, it, does that make me feel better or worse? And I can, I can already, I can only imagine again, like even when we've talked about when Facebook was very, or you know, they were their documents leaked, and they're like, yeah, man, it's like, face like Instagram, like fucks kids heads up. <laughs> but whatever, man, the fucking ad growth is explosivo. So let's just keep that shit going. I think that we're just that is only going to continue when we have no other way of like, I don't know, like communicating to the public that this this isn't this isn't like these are the real demand or the real the costs on like our our humanity when like living like this is so normal. And in fact, like something people strive for it in certain places.
0: But how do you guys like find out about a new tasty snack?
2: (laughs) I don't <laughs> would, be, would be the fun, the yeah. fun
1: way of taking this I, story. I really don't. I think it takes me to like be so high at the grocery store. Yeah. And it's just all <laughs> chance, baby. I give yeah. it up to the good Lord, Uh, you know, Backwoods and OG Kush. Uh, my mar- the most effective marketing agency of my whole life is showing up high. And I'm like, oh, shit, this they have this flavor of popcorn now. And I'm like, great. Then I forget <laughs> yep. about it. I finished the bag, I don't buy it again, and I go on my life. There you go. Hard
2: agree. That's how I've yeah. been finding out about new snacks since I was like 15.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, other times too, you see people like get too enthusiastic about shit online. And I'm like, man, shut the fuck up. Like, even if right. it's not an ad where people are like, had to get another one of these, my favorite, like, you know, clearly not doing any spawn con, like, very normal, you know, like not someone who's like an influencer. And just really getting on it. Sometimes it has the opposite effect on me with people's enthusiasm, but I don't know. I click on banner
2: ads.
0: Have you guys tried that? (laughs) Just anytime you see something cool in a banner ad, just click on that shit. Follow it. Follow it it wherever it wants to take
2: you. You know what I I click on? That's like really horrible. Um, (laughs) Those like ads that you get were like, you'll never believe what this actor looks like now.
1: no. It's, <laughs> it,
0: it's impossible it, it's so hard not to click on that <laughs> are you ever uh satisfied with what you
1: find Do, i'm always
2: satisfied i always learn something new
1: yeah <laughs> yeah which is funny because it's always like in an article 18 years ago this person said that and you're like well it's news to me i guess right <laughs> yeah I can't blame you. I honestly, even though you say that, it does take a lot of willpower for me to be like, don't click it, don't click it, don't click it, don't click it. It's just bait. And then sometimes I'll talk to somebody who who also clearly clicked on it and bring it up in conversation. I'm like, yes, good. (laughs) I've outmaneuvered them because my other friend fell victim to the irresistible clickbait.
0: I mean, I think this is an opportunity to really like provide a service and tell us what, who is the actor and what do they look like that you, that you (laughs) got, you got to see.
2: I don't even remember anymore. Oh my God. Sorry. uh, I just have to click it and find (laughs) out
0: and you yeah, do just, work for the <laughs> whatever the company is that makes makes those ads so yeah I own, I own all
2: the companies that do that
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be a good like service for people like a twitter account or something where they just like go tell you exactly what's behind there and you don't have to like click on any fucking spyware or whatever yeah. just be like all right the actor that they're talking about is this this is the picture they're going to show you right just take Take this yeah, It'll be like. Energy remember energy.
1: these. Remember these sixteen child stars from the nineties. <laughs> we'll look at them now. Number fourteen will make you piss. Yeah. And like, if we could just create some kind of like browser plugin, you hover over, it's like here's the list. Number fourteen is just the youngest son from seventh heaven. Okay. And he <laughs> right. Smart. And you're like, great, great. Keep,
0: keep me moving. Did make me piss when I found out what he he'd been up to. But they
1: always. Put language in there, like you yes. won't believe number <laughs> Holy seven. Holy shit! <laughs> and you like, oh, okay, that they that that the child grew to be an adult man. Like,
2: <laughs> I'm still
1: shocked. Number
0: three made our eyes fall out of our skulls <laughs> right. onto the desk in front of us. You won't be like, able to look away. And you put that at number three. What the fuck did <laughs> number two and number one do, bro?
1: Right. Oh well, you know that, that's how those that's how those ads get you. Yeah, I always fall victim to the ones that say I want a free iPod. <laughs> God always An
2: iPod in 2022? Yeah.
1: Got it. Congratulations. Check. Congratulations. You've won a free iPod. I'm like, yes. And I click it. And then I won so many more because then my computer starts telling me many times that I want it. Like, congr- <laughs> <"Congratulations>, congr- <laughs> and my browser shuts down and I have to get a new computer, which takes me to the Apple store. And then I ask for my free iPod and they say, I have, they have no idea what I'm talking about. My computer's filled with malware or something.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Mallware, I think it's
1: like the oh. it's
0: like the internet superhighway version of the mall.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's how I hear it. What yeah. mallware? <laughs> yes, okay. please. Well, then take me to Brookstone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cerise, such a pleasure having you as always.
1: Where can people
0: find you, follow you, all that good stuff?
2: Uh, you can find me and follow me on uh, Twitter, Instagram. I am at Cerise Castle on. Twitter, my Instagram is different. Sorry, my Instagram is Your Majesty because my last name's Castle. There you go. Yeah, and stay tuned to iHeart for the LASD Gangs podcast.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. We're super excited.
1: Are you ever, uh, like, I'm always heartened when I see people holding up Google LASD Gangs stuff like at events or just, like, have it pop up in comment sections on, like, news articles and I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. Just to kind of begin to see people whether it's you know uh, people who have actually like interacted with the material or who have and are just like now on that same kind of wavelength, I don't know. I, I was I, I, I saw it at a at a Laker game recently. Oh that
2: wow, like cool. that's yeah. really cool.
1: Yeah, but
0: when you click, when you do Google that, you just win a free iPod. Right?
2: You win a free iPod, and you get to find out what that actor <laughs> looks like.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, go Google that shit, guys.
1: Alex Villanueva was one of the bad guys in Mighty Ducks. Oh, man. oh my God! Should
0: have <laughs> known. Is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying?
2: There was this killer thread put out by this dermatologist on Twitter that is basically like here hydrating serums. Uh, let me pull it up
1: really quick because <laughs> <laughs> I saw what loves is like. These are the best hydrating serums, and had well, so no, much in-
2: so he oh. was like. All of those tweets are lying to you. Basically, Woo! there are only nine rules of skincare that you need to follow. And here are, as a dermatologist, here, this is it. It's, this is realskindoctor.eth at USA Masyed. I hope I'm not butchering that. MD. As a dermatologist, I think that 95% of the truly scientific skincare tips that you should know can fit into one tweet thread. And That's the thread. He just lays it all out. I've revamped wow. my entire skincare routine thanks to this doctor.
0: Okay. What, any anything we we should know off the? I mean, everybody. We'll we'll link off to it in the footnotes, uh, and people can go check it out. But
2: a moisturized sunscreen, and retinoids.
0: I didn't catch that last one. Retinoids. The one. Retinoids. There we go. I will be googling that immediately after this recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying?
1: Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram At miles of gray Also the other pod 420 20 day fiance With Sophia Alexandra We talk 90 day fiance A uh, couple tweets that I like First one is from uh, Ahmed Ali doc, uh, At Mr. Ahmed Noor Ali tweeted Are they quote developing countries Or are they healing from your Exploitation Very interesting <laughs> uh, thing to consider Especially for many of the people on the news and then Rem at Rem in Heaven uh, tweeted People will call anime weird, then watch 27 year olds play high schoolers on Netflix.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was one line.
0: Let's see a couple tweets. Jane Altoids tweeted Has anyone tried imagining all the people? Just think on it. Uh, Adam Serious at Rao tweeting tweeted Me, I'm quitting. Here's my badge and gun. Zookeeper, you're what? And then Jamie Loftus. Sir, you are not Hunter Thompson. You are just on drugs. <laughs> I think that's important for a lot of people to hear. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes. And our footnotes, Footnotes. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy?
1: This is a track from Stimulator Jones, uh, who I think we've maybe played one of their tracks like a couple years ago. But this one, you know, their producer, vocalist, all that. But this track just has some really good, you know, boom bap, like hip hop instrumental energy. So I think we'll do that. And it's called Chill and Sit by Stimulator Jump. There it is. All right. Well, go
0: check that out. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. We're back
1: this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye.